bad. <laughs> it will ruin the space time whatever continuum. <laughs> the timey wimey stuff. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, we're in the future, but not quite there yet. Right. Welcome to the Skillshot Pincast. This is episode 23. 23, wow. Yeah, so that means I've seen Graham air drum to that song about 46 times. <laughs> <laughs> we usually do a... We usually do a a little warm-up. A little warm-up. And I'm just launching into it right now, yeah. feeling feeling the vibes. And, you know, if uh, you may or may not have heard us chit-chatting over the theme song, we'll see if I cut it out. Who knows? It'll be an adventure. Uh, it's we'll a mystery. See. Indeed. Indeed. Of course, I'm uh, I'm Graham, one of your hosts here. I'm Kayla, the other host. Yes, and thanks for joining us again. Uh, today, uh, we're, we're speaking with our friend Dave Stewart, who is on a, an episode, I think, 17 or 18, that something like that. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, about Monday Night Pinball. Mm-hmm. But uh, Dave's joining us again uh, to talk about, among other things, we've got uh, some satellite tournaments for the Northwest Pinball and Arcade Show coming up here, leading up to the uh, pinball showcase that we always have in early June. Dave, yeah. thanks for joining us. Hi, Kayla. Hi, Graham. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And Our pleasure. I'll talk more about the satellite tournament. I'll announce a few things about the main tournament coming up Ooh. that might not be common knowledge yet, but Ooh. should be as soon as people hear this. Excellent. We need to have a like bump, 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 breaking news kind of like uh, oh, that's segment. that's a good idea. <laughs> I bet we could pull one from a game. Action five we should, news. We should yeah. brainstorm about that. Or if uh, if you've got a good idea, listeners, you can write Send in at skillshoppincast at gmail.com. <laughs> Why not get a plug in now? Getting some Never cobwebs hurts. in our inbox here, you guys. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay, so you know what? Before we get into the, the showcase uh, tournaments or the showcase itself, uh, how about... We do what we did not do before, and, and we get your proper pinball origin story, Dave. The Pinball Lifetime Show, yeah. Okay, so everyone, when, when people ask, how long have you been playing pinball, the first answer is probably longer than you've been bo- born. Been alive, right, yeah. <laughs> um, I started playing when I was about two. Oh my goodness. Oh, wow. My dad hung out at, in bowling alleys, and I was too small to lift a bowling ball, but I wasn't too small to flip a flipper, and... It was, you know, put me out of the pinball machine, and that's when I started. I just played off and on through, you know, as I grew up, through my teenage years. Kind of stopped when I hit undergraduate college. Picked it back up midway through grad school just because they had a couple of pinball machines. And, you know, I was off on my own in Pittsburgh at the time. And there was, you know... It was a way to pass the time. Mm-hmm. So I was just a casual player. I thought I was pretty good. Often got, you know, top scores, except at the arcade at Carnegie Mellon, where <laughs> I attended. Because there was this guy with initials, RCC, who had scores that were absolutely unbelievable, that I could not believe they were real. At the time, I thought they must have been the operator with the glass off, <laughs> because we're talking about scores on the order of a billion on Terminator 2 oh type gosh. of scores. <sighs> and it, it's like they, so I couldn't get high scores at that one place, yeah. but pretty much anywhere around town, it didn't seem hard. One day, I show up at Carnegie Mellon at the arcade that I think three machines there, Adam's Family, T2, and I forget the other one. And I saw this guy playing, and it was the absolute most amazing game of pinball I had ever seen in my wow. life up until that time. 
and I just like stared for the super jackpot after super jackpot mm-hmm. on Terminator 2. He must have gotten about 30 of them. Oh, my goodness. And that's where I met him. And he actually told me that he just got back from this tournament that I had never heard of called Papa. (laughs) He attended Papa 2 in New York City. Oh, my gosh. And I did not really. It's like, okay, that sounds cool. And once in a while for the next, you know, six, eight months or whatever, um, I run into him play a game he still totally blew me away every time and it's probably a month before papa three just out of the blue he shows up there specifically looking for me Hmm. (laughs) and it's like okay i'm I'm here he says i'm gonna be very selfish with this i want you to drive me to new york city (laughs) because he he knew i had a car and it's Uh like you what like, there's someone I only see casually. Right, your relationship at this point is you see him at the arcade. I, I, yeah. Sometimes. Right. And <laughs> then, then he reminded me of this tournament, and he says, yeah, sure, you'll love it. Yeah. We'll, you know, I'll introduce you and all that. And, you know, when you're a student, no ties, it's like, why not? I'm going to do it. And through the snowstorms of February 93, drove to New York City, and went to Papa 3. It was my first ever tournament. And I did reasonably well. Went in the B division. I was able to finish second in the B division. Mm. But it was one of these, wow. Never in my life seen that many pinball machines in mm. one place. That kind of organization. Mm. It, was, it was basically a whole new world for me. And that probably a turning point in my life. Because pinball from that, until then, was just a hobby. And I'd play on my own. I returned to Pittsburgh and decided we've got to get something going. I had met Steve Epstein. He told me about his grand vision of what pinball is Mm -hmm. and how to get there. And I will say these satellite tournaments that we're doing, they are Steve Epstein's ideas from 1993 on how he wanted to get people into Papa. Word. And I'm just applying it on a more local, I think, you know, the environment has changed dramatically to make it possible. But eventually, you know, he always saw the idea is nobody should have to pay their way to these big tournaments. Mm -hmm. You want to win your local tournaments. You From the local tournaments, you go to, you win your way to the big ones. We see in World Poker Tour a couple years ago, that's how everyone was making their way to Vegas. Mm -hmm. So that, you know, Talked a little bit about leagues. There were like, I think, two leagues in the whole world at that time. One at the Broadway Arcade in New York. And I think there was one off in Chicago. You had these guys like Lyman Sheets. and mm-hmm. The Sharps. Uh, I don't think the Sharps were even well, old were enough for the well, league. Yeah, but maybe Roger Sharp was in there. Yeah. I don't know who was in the Chicago League. I actually don't really know who was in the, in the New York League. They just told me about them. I went back to Pittsburgh and decided I was going to start a league. Had a location where I hung out, which wasn't the school that had one machine. Came up with a format that if they can get a second machine, I promise that I'd get people there every single week. And we recruited, we ended up getting 12 players for that first season. And a couple of people still know who some of those 12 players are from 93. Guys like Steve Zumoff, Bill Kurtz, Ellen Frankel, who still plays in California mm-hmm. in, in the chimes league there 
bells and chimes, I guess. Mm -hmm. So you still have a couple of those players that are still playing, you know, still around the scene today. And we had a doubles league of 12 players. This one of those 12 players, Steve Zumoff, was the owner of the Beehive, which, you know, players may or may not know, but when you look at the path of how Papa ended up in Pittsburgh, comes directly from this path because at the Beehive, they uh, so basically at the Beehive, you had they had a couple machines, and Steve Zumoff was saying, I want these people at my place. Why? Why not there? So we got up to three leagues in Pittsburgh within a year, mm. and there was twelve this first season. I had sixteen and one, sixteen and another, and so, something like that. I don't remember the exact numbers. Although here's something: the stats are still probably online somewhere <laughs> because from I'm the like first GOC league stage. I ever did, they were we already had the stats, collected the stats, and I, I've always liked looking at you know, how you did, how other people are doing. And if you've noticed a lot of the tournaments I run, it's a lot of work, but I like getting scores up there for Mm -hmm. archival reasons. Yeah, you you like to call data a lot. I've always found it interesting. And so those Pittsburgh leagues are still probably online somewhere. Mm -hmm. I don't know who's got them archived. I also did the same for Papa 4 and 5 and 6. So Papa 4 and 5, I did some post-event recording of the scores for Steve Epstein. Papa 6 was the first Papa run on computers. I worked with one other guy. We did it. Okay. We did the software for it. So that was the first computer, you know, live computer yeah. tournament was at Papa 6, which was out in Vegas. And but in Pittsburgh, I was there till basically mid 94 until I got basically graduated from school mm-hmm. um you know on the side while developing all this pinball i got a phd that was yeah. just you know, that, that was my pastime there you know i was focused on yeah. getting the pinball but it was <laughs> time to move on go get a real job i got mm-hmm. a job in maryland and kind of what i left behind in pittsburgh at the time was the these couple leagues and in that process the, friend of mine, I ended up introducing her to Kevin Martin. Kevin Martin, who was working at Data East or whatever, moved to Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh, he needed something to do. Mm-hmm. And he just decided to, well, ISP, it looks like they need it here. 94 is, you know, the start of your dot-com yeah, era. Yeah. And he did a great job with it. Out of that, he basically got the funds to develop Papa. So that oh that was kind of what brought Kevin to Pittsburgh and what ended up developing all this. But it was the guys from the Beehive who started running these local flip-off tournaments, and they were running them at the Best Western before Kevin got his location to open the Papa facility and basically truly bring Papa there. So... Going back, you know, I've been organizing these things since then. In 94, when I went to Maryland, after spending this year starting leagues in Pittsburgh, all of a sudden I was somewhere, no leagues, yeah. no, and no like anything. Any pinball, right? yeah. So worked with others in that area and founded the Free State Pinball Association, which is currently the longest continuous running leagues in the world, to my knowledge. Um, had done all the scoring systems for them, including including some software. They've since modernized software so that it's all web-based. And actually, they have a lot of people using uh, their software. A lot of leagues use that Free State pinball software. 
But the one thing that was different there versus what I did in Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh it was doubles. I only did doubles, never did singles league. Could never really convince the people in Maryland to go for mm-hmm. doubles leagues. It was always mm-hmm. singles leagues. And I, I always felt there was something neat about that team spirit. And, you know, with new opportunities here in Seattle, you know about our Monday night pinball yeah, up to yeah. 160 players. Oh um, format, you know, a lot of the format was borrowed from different places, a lot developed ourselves. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of a continuation where I took a break from organizing to, you know, have a family, raise a kid kind of right. stuff. <laughs> yeah. But now, you know, it's coming to Seattle really rejuvenated me in that regards to, hey, let, let's start, you know, it was kind of a, a new life. The Seattle scene is the absolute best pinball scene I have seen oh, anywhere. Yeah. There is no doubt about that. I remember when you your family moved here. It was about three years ago now, wasn't yeah, it? It's getting close, yeah. three and a half, getting close to four while I was here. Yeah. But yeah, it's I got here in June. Oh, no, my interview was the weekend of the IFPA World Championships at, at Tal- Todd's Tom oh, yeah. There we go. I just yeah. <laughs> I came here on Friday for an interview, and Saturday just happened to be the Northwest show. Went there, <laughs> and I was had a good day. I guess you know, I was mm-hmm. on a high. I had a good day, won that <laughs> tournament. People around here had no clue who I was. Right. Oh, man. Um, and oh, there was murmurs happening right after that. They're like, this Dave Stewart guy, we're going to look into him. Like, What's going on here? <laughs> like, and, and then on Sunday, I went to hang out at Todd's with all the world championships. Oh and so that, wow. that was like, you know, such a great weekend. And I, yeah. Knew, yeah. I knew after that, I was just, it's like, I better get this job. <laughs> you know, not because of the job, but because it was such a great environment yeah, here. Awesome. And, and you know, shortly after, in July is when I moved here. Mm-hmm. In August, my family followed. So it's, get, you know, three and a half years now that we've been here. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and you just dove headfirst into it. And, like, you have definitely left your impact on the Seattle scene as well. So, so it's, you know, with the experience that I've had in organizing all of these things, I had a good idea of what works, what doesn't. Trust mm-hmm. me, every mistake that get, someone makes starting something new, I probably made it three times right, before realizing. Right, I was going to say twice. <laughs> um, and coming here, I had the choice to complain about it or to help mm-hmm. do something about it. And, uh, you know, with it, – it just, you know, I didn't – come here expecting to do all this it was hey you you want to help you know i guess the first thing i did was seattle pinball league where they told me you know rod has done an absolute great job with seattle pinball league except in one domain where i a lot of complaints he wasn't a real good communicator especially online keeping he would announce the events a couple days ahead of time Mm -hmm. and people knew that's what it was but it was still you know, yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. I like to plan a little bit more ahead, and I offered. He said, "Sure," and that was kind of like the first step in getting, you know, in, in getting something going. Uh, with the Northwest show, it was you know James Eads who's been doing mm-hmm. a great job. After you know, after Kaylee and Eden kind of went with the Northwest separately with Northwest Pinball mm-hmm. Championships, they were left with a the void. They you know trying to get someone good to organize that event and James Eads asked me and you know silly me I said fine I'll <laughs> give it a try and we had a really good first year at the Northwest show yeah, running those so. tournaments that he wanted me to do it again and so that was last year mm-hmm. and so I, and I guess part of it is if I'm if we're gonna do it 
I'm going to want to do something not just like what was happening, yeah. but put in some of the ideas we've been thinking about. And mm-hmm. that's that's where the kinds of things you're seeing in the show that have been happening, um, whether it be a satellite tournament, some of the tournament formats, you know, controversial to some, fun to others. <laughs> um, it It is what it is. I always mm-hmm. like to do a little bit of proven i know this is going to work well and a little bit of i'm going to take a chance try and stretch the limits see how well that works i think that's a really good mix you know you want to you uh garner trust in the community and then you're also willing to take risks you know it's it's good it it makes everyone grow and change and and learn from their mistakes and embrace the the newness so it gets people excited about playing pinball and i'll say like I've been going to the North House show since 2009, and the first couple of years I never played in the tournaments. Like it just seemed way too intimi- intimidating. But ever since you t- took over, it's been like way more open and a lot more fun to do. Especially now with satellite tournaments, where you can win your way into the tournament. And I don't know if that's a segue to talking about it these satellite tournaments. On, I just don't want to like cut off the Dave Stewart story. Well, we're already in already <laughs> in Seattle. Um, yeah, we've made it here. So <laughs> we don't want to leave. <laughs> so yeah, the again the satellite tournaments start for, first of all, as I mentioned, Steve, Steve Epstein's idea about how do you get more people to an event, mm-hmm. and when I took this. When James asked me to take it over two years ago, it was pretty last minute. There were two months before the show, didn't have much time. But my concern is how do you let people know that it's going to be different? Because there there were a number of complaints about prior years. And it's like, do we really want to do, do the same thing or will you go? And they also moved it to Tacoma and there was a concern mm-hmm. that things were going to um, die. You know, basically, you'll have less people. And... I don't like organizing something that doesn't have enough people enjoy it. So what can you do? And we threw together, I think it was a six location, very quick satellite tournament. And the prizes, like the winner got a weekend pass. I think second place got an entry into the main division, third Mm -hmm. place an entry into the classics division. And the top woman got an entry into the women's Mm -hmm. tournament. So kind of had one of those. And feedback I got from that was we liked the satellites, we liked winning stuff, but the problem with winning a $20 main tournament is that was like a 25% discount because you still had to pay a $65 weekend pass to get in. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to go there, you're probably going to want to do both tournaments, not just one or all the tournaments you're eligible for. And so what I, so last year, I looked for a way to that if you're going to win a prize to the show, you're going to get the whole thing. Yeah. So that's what our tournament package is now. You win your weekend pass, $65 value. You're going to win an entry into the main tournament. It's 20 bucks. You're allowed to retry up to twice in the main tournament, but on you can only dime, you right? can only win one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you you can win the pin golf, or you will win the pin golf entry mm-hmm. if you win the tournament package. And if you're a lady, you can go. If into you're a lady, you're going to win for the women's if you're tournament. A youth or amateur, you can get into the well the the rookie yeah, ro- yeah. the rookie tournament, and so you had some you know. A woman who was not ranked in the top two thousand would basically get a hundred twenty dollar prize. Right. But how do you get that? You know, those kinds of prizes, you know, if you look at the typical weekly tournaments, you might have you know, add a ball with fifty players, that right. comes out to a hundred dollar first place prize. Mm-hmm. Well, 
I'll find a way to do $100 doesn't even cover one of these weekend packages. Yeah. And if you only have one weekend package, it's, you know, kind of the, the a handful of people who are going to win it. Again, the goal is how do we get as many people as possible there? So that's where with the satellite tournaments, we said, well, let, let's get the people who benefit to help contribute to get more people there. Mm-hmm. So the players themselves, we made it a $10 entry fee. It's, yeah, a little bit more expensive than, than the your typical weeklies at five. However, you don't only have $100 first place prize for 10 bucks. You can have anywhere, you know, last year we had as many as 11 in one tournament, 11 prizes. Mm-hmm. Typically we have about five to eight. It all depends on number of players, right. about one in seven. You have different thre- thresholds kind of. Yeah, yeah, well, it's about one in seven. Uh-huh. Sometimes some of the prizes are for, uh, you know, special categories, but at least the top couple of players in the tournament will get a package. Mm-hmm. Sometimes a top rookie or top... And, and one thing that you did that I remember is that I really loved is that if you won that package, you're not allowed to win another one. Like you get well, the one, you don't get to like double up on you're it. You're allowed to win two. Two, okay. You're allowed to win two because a lot of people don't want to go alone. And again, right. this was part of the cost because sure, I won a package, but even if, if you win a package and you want to go with your spouse, your boyfriend or girlfriend, or mm-hmm. just another friend, you don't yeah. want to be alone. Now they have to go pay a hundred bucks, right, which is and not it's kind cheap. Of a burden on your friend, it, yeah, right. So that's why we allow winning two, but not more than two. Mm-hmm. We put a cap on it. Yeah, we you don't, don't want someone to run away with the lion's share prizes, right? We don't want someone to go win all of them. We also don't want um, someone. Well, we put you have to use them yourself, except your guest pass, because we don't mm-hmm. want people turning this into a market. You know, go win one and sell it at half price. Right. That's not good for mm-hmm. anyone. And I feel like our community here wouldn't do that. Like we have good ethics in the Seattle pinball community. I like to think so. Yeah. We were just talking about <laughs> I, that with somebody at Flip Lip Ding Ding regarding yeah. the. Uh, I'd like I'd like to think so, but don't underestimate right. yeah. you know, some people. Yeah. Um, it only takes the, a couple bad apples. The the thing is what. Yeah, you know, you get like you said a couple of bad apples. It only has to happen once for mm-hmm. yeah. for the whole thing to get get a problem. What I also did is when you bring fifty people to a tournament at a location, the location benefits. They're getting oh, your quarters, they're getting your drinks, they're getting mm-hmm. all that. So it's like let let's trade. I'm going to help promote your location. I'm going to bring people here. How about giving a little bit back to help the prize pool? Mm-hmm. And same with the Northwest show. It's like bringing people to Northwest show is good for them. Not yeah. just, you know, ma- many of the weekend pa- packages, it's like whether it's you get players there, high, you know, higher prizes bring more people. Mm-hmm. Um, entry fees bring more people. Weekend passes. Now, you know, basically last year I went and said, okay, I'm going to do a group purchase on weekend passes. So we do get a discount which Good. from the weekend passes. They gave us a dozen weekend passes on mm-hmm. top of that. So you put all this together, it gave us a pool where last year we gave away 70 tournament packages. Oh, wow. That's awesome. And I, I see no, you know, my estimate this year is, you know, going for 60, 70 was a good year. Mm-hmm. We might not get that many. We might get more. But you know what? If we get 60, even that, that is good. Yeah. And first satellite event, guaranteed 10 packages to yeah. start to start off with. Because you're doing the first satellite event, segue into this, it's going to be an offshoot of Monday Night Pinball Night yes. for your team. So one, we talk about things I've gotten involved in organizing. The other piece 
where I got involved organizing in the city is with Monday Night Pinball. Again, mm-hmm. Jeff Simons, who, you know, the Tim commissioner Chenet. of it, mm-hmm. had a had an idea of this, you know, uh, of doing this team league, but didn't have the experience. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of coming, I've got the experience to do it, but I don't want to front something like that. These are like perfect puzzle pieces. So we, we, we started talking about it. He wanted to, you know, or basically they want to copy the New York system. The mm-hmm. first, the first season. You mentioned Tim Tournay. He's mm-hmm. the one who came from New York. Talked to Jeff about it. When I saw the rules on that, you know, nothing against New York. I think you know it's great that they came up with yeah, this team for format, them. Mm-hmm. but it wasn't there. There were so many things that could be improved, and there were you know. A number of things like where you've got a doubles match and the winner gets two points, loser doesn't get any. That mm-hmm. means one player can totally dominate the whole night, right. which takes away from the team play. I'm very much into get more people involved. Don't have a single person be involved. So started helping with that. But in season two is when we totally overhauled the rules and mm-hmm. it's been fine tuning since then. And yeah, I think. It's, obviously, it's getting great rapport with 160 players in the league. And however, they always play at different locations. Mm-hmm. You know, you get two teams at each location. The kind of mixing that team-oriented play, but it's kind of what if all teams played under one roof in yeah. one location? That would be an absolute. You know, it's a zoo is yeah, a polite way of saying it. Some might call it a paradise, um, but. There's no location here that can support that many people. So, you know, we're going to do it at Flip Flip Ding Ding. Mm -hmm. I needed, so I came up with a format in which I really need about 24 machines to do it. With 24 machines, I can do eight teams. We'll Mm -hmm. play four rounds where each team will play four of the other teams in a different team each round. So you don't play the same team twice. You don't play the same machine twice for your team. And so with 24 machines, I can manage. I, I've got a schedule that will work out. Cool. Hmm. And like Monday Night Pinball, you know, you'll know, you have a little bit of choice of who plays what machine, right. but the machines will be chosen for you. In Monday Night Pinball, you choose your machines and who plays them. Here mm-hmm. you'll just choose who plays them, but nobody can pick this. You I won't have the same machine twice, so you won't get one player dominating on one machine yeah. all mm-hmm. night long. And you don't have a lot of hang-up and time there, too, where people are like hemming and hawing about which game they want to pick. Right, because when you have 80 players, you know, which is what mm-hmm. we're going to have there in a location where 80 players is probably going to be the biggest tournament they've ever held at Flip Flip Ding Ding. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, their staff is nervous too. Yeah. <laughs> um, so <laughs> hopefully anyone Katie. listening that goes, Rick. treat the staff nicely, yeah. tip them well. Yeah, I think Katie said she'll be behind the bar that night, yeah. and you know she's part of our community. Absolutely, and it's great that they were willing to host this. Mm-hmm. And I'm leveraging the fact that I'm organizing both of these events to cross promote them. Mm-hmm. We'll leverage the Monday night crowd to you know it's something we're doing. People are loving it. I want to help the Monday night pinball crowd get free entries into the sure. tournament. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, yeah. and at the same time, they provide a pool of players. When else on a Monday night do you think you can go create a t- – on any weeknight, they're, the largest tournaments at Attaball are pulling maybe 40 players, sometimes going yeah. into 50, mm-hmm. unless it's a very special event, maybe they'll go to 70. Right. Talk about 80 players in one night to have Seriously. a tournament. 
so it's a great pool to I, I find it's a great way to kick off the satellite series mm-hmm. where a lot of people get a chance to play first crack at the prizes and that's you know that's what we'll be starting off that's awesome on, i guess that's march 28th yeah so and when this episode airs it will have been two days ago for unfortunately so we can't report on that but hopefully you were there <laughs> uh, I, I I think that the fact that it was actually, that flip flip I, I thought it was the twenty third. No, yeah. Oh, actually, we're gonna be this will be this will be a week. Before. All right, my bad. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. guys. See, I I've already like scheduled it out of my mind because I'll be in <laughs> LA that day, so I can't play. But I got asked um, by like four different people if I could be on their team. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of that has to do with the location because I play it flip flip a lot. <laughs> I can I can uh, subscribe. I can <laughs> so attest to that. Here's a little side tangent. Yes, Gra- let's do it. Graham and I are doing a hundred game challenge between each other. You'll hear us. Um, talk about it more on a vault yeah. edition that'll come out in about a month and i think we should do a little like 100 game update every absolutely time we, yeah absolutely so we're at uh, game number 29 we finished up today and the standings i think are uh it's it's lopsided kayla's <laughs> kayla's really good i kind of ran away with it too. yeah i i was feeling really good because i i consider kayla a better player than me and well, uh we you. were well it's true <laughs> uh and we were we were at 10 and 10 and then she just ran away with it like maybe eight wins to one yeah or so just something ridiculous so we're uh, at, tonight uh, was a disaster so at flip flip before to we got 11, here i think yeah. 18 to 11 yep there we go eight to one yeah there it is yeah. oh boy <laughs> Yeah, I'll close, come that, back, close up that gap, Graham. It'll happen. It'll happen. <laughs> yeah. Shout anyway. Flip flip. Yes. And uh, and again, that's Monday, March twenty eighth at eight p.m. Hopefully, you're there. Um. But yeah, you got a lot of tournaments coming up in this. Let's see. You want to go so, down the whole list? I've got it in front of us. Rundown. Sure. I've got it too. I, I can run down. Yeah. Run down the list of the satellites and keep guys, the good stuff for the main tournament afterwards. On sure. What? Let you know why you want to go to the main tournament. Yeah. Okay, so we we do have we have eleven different satellites this year. One more than last year. Last year we had ten, mm-hmm. and four of them are all ages. The rest are twenty one plus. The that constraint is really based on the locations that we're playing. We don't right. have very many all ages locations. You know, even flip flip is no longer all ages. They were last year. So mm-hmm. we have a couple at. Another castle. Lucky, Lucky liquor, liquor is surprisingly all ages. I know. Yeah. I, I, I too. I and eight eight bit. We're having two there, but one of them is going to be. You know, they're only all ages until nine p.m. And since one of them's an evening tournament, uh, that one will be twenty one plus. The adult skate night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but they're the the last tournament of a series is going to be on Memorial Day, which is a pin golf tournament oh at eight bit. And so you know, day off for a lot of people. Hopefully. You know, 8-Bit's one of our big sponsors. And the night before would have been the Powder Puff Tournament, so hopefully you guys go to that too. Yeah, if well, you don't have Memorial Day plans, yeah. you've you've got a, a weekend ahead weekend. of you. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, you know, maybe some out-of-towners can come that weekend, yeah, earn their entry into the next weekend. I know that back. a lot of the Portland ladies are going to come up for Powder Puff that weekend, so yeah. hopefully they come out and play. Kayla, are you doing anything Memorial Day weekend? I will be hosting the Powder Puff Tournament. Oh, <laughs> okay. With well, Team Skillshot. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Maybe we should do like a Skillshot picnic or something. That oh weekend. my God, that'd be so, so much fun. Right? Yes. I don't have any plans so far. But, all right. Teaser brainstorming idea there. <laughs> so on was on April 9th, we're mm-hmm. going to have... So our first one is a team brawl. It's already full with eight for 80 players, mm-hmm. eight or eight teams at 10 players apiece. So, well, it's full in the sense that we have all eight teams. Your However, math checks out on that. There, 
there might be a couple of teams still looking for players as mm-hmm. of today. By the time this airs, maybe not. Or, you know, they're supposed yeah. to have their full roster by then. Um, but you know, first opportunity if you're not there is going to be at another castle, which is on Saturday, April 9th. And that could be an interesting one in the sense that a lot of the elite players in this area will not be in town because that's the weekend oh, of Papa, Papa World yeah. Championships and the mm-hmm. IFPA World Championships. So there so will those be gorillas are going to be out of town. There, there will be a number of players out of town. Yeah. So you know, it's, it's going to be interesting on who can come out on top for that tournament. Mm-hmm. And another castle has been they've been running you know two sometimes two three tournaments on weekends, mm-hmm. especially focused on amateurs and your up-and-coming players mm-hmm. and you know a little preview to what i'll talk about for the northwest show is <laughs> we're really doing what we can for the up-and-coming players so this will be the first opportunity for them to try and right. win because i want someone to have their rcr with the guys initials that you met at the college R- bar. rcc rcc yeah. i want someone to have a dbs story <laughs> Like, I want you on the other side of that story, Dave. Where they're like, there was this guy that I just kept seeing DBS all over the machines, and I, I finally saw him. His name's Dave Stewart. And then one time I beat him. <laughs> and then they beat me again and yeah. again and again. And then their initials get passed yeah. on like a torch mm-hmm. through the Olympics. <laughs> so, after, so the next one is going to be Rent and Rumble, but I will talk about three of the tournaments at once because they all use the same format but it's a new format that i'm not aware of anyone who has held a tournament like that so over the past year i've worked a lot with josh sharp on the wppr Mm 5.2 where we worked on really balancing the points you know as you know like (laughs) tournaments like adaball were earning more points in northwest pinball championships and the Mm -hmm. northwest show it, it was somewhat unbalanced, and I've been working with Josh over that time to really get everything balanced out. Well, the side effect of that is you also learn what it takes to create a tournament that is worth graded 100%. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's like, how do you get full 100% grading if you want to go three hours in a three-hour evening tournament? So I'm going to do the tournament format that shows you how you get that. They will be, there's three of the tournaments, they'll be 100% WPPR graded because we will hit the 25 effective games Mm -hmm. in about a three hour span. And what it's based on is when you, the key thing to earning points is people need to be playing. But if you're playing single player games, it's not worth as much as four player games. So your, your best earning potential for IFPA points is if everybody is playing all the time. Mm-hmm. So what we're going to have is what I call multi-play or multi-match, multi-match play, play something. Mm-hmm. Match multi-play there is what go. I wrote. <laughs> and there's going to be, let's either the rounds are three-player or four-player, depending which round. The three-player round, three of you will start three games at the same time. Each one of you on a different machine, you all play ball one. And then on on the machine you're in front of. And then you rotate to play ball one on the next one. And then you rotate, mm. play ball one on the third. So you hear people double dipping sometimes when they're playing for mm-hmm. fun. Yeah, yeah. Here you're triple dipping, but it's planned triple dipping as part of a tournament. So you are playing three machines at once, and you play ball one on one machine, ball one on the next, ball one on the next, and you come back to the first machine to play ball two, then the next ball two, until you've played a full game on each. 
So goodness. in the amount of time it would typically take you to play one three-player game, you'll play three. Yeah. On the rounds where we have four players, in the time it takes you to play one four-player game, you will play four four-player games. Yeah. So yeah. effective points is eight for that. So you only need like basically three four-player rounds. Or what we're going to do is two three-player rounds followed by two four-player rounds. This might be a little hard to follow at home, but like my mind just got blown. Like. Yeah, this is like opens up like such crazy possibilities. And I'm going to share like a small anecdote of um, we have the Seattle Super League. Um, we had the finals last month at Flip Flip Ding Ding, which was consecutive with the weekly tournament. So I played in both. So I'm like flashbacking like Vietnam right now to when I was playing two tournament games at the same time within the uh, the the Super League finals and like in middle of the round middle of the um, match in the weekly tournament so I, I had to like go from black knight 2000 to like no good gophers to you know having two games running in your brain at the same time and trying to figure out the best strategy to do that is like mm-hmm. a little stressful yeah. so, so good luck you guys <laughs> so th- this will now be three games or yeah. four games depending on your round mm-hmm. uh we will you know again part of the part of running something like this are the logistics you're playing on three machines it will be three adjacent machines or yeah. four adjacent machines it's you not like you might area. have ended up having to do one machine upstairs one right. downstairs yeah that's not it's you not know. ideal and not only that you can end up in a conflict where you need to play both at the same time mm-hmm. here here it's actually going to be rotated a synchronized rotation and so sure you all start your... ball one at the same time when you rotate you all start the next ball at the same mm-hmm. time so the the most you're waiting is the amount of time it takes for the longest player playing that ball, right, right. which you would do anyways yeah. if you were a one-player game, except you're standing on the side. Truth. Here, you just have to try and be the person playing the longest, yeah. and then you don't have to wait for anyone. <laughs> you go play your next ball. Yeah, there's going to be a small bottleneck with that if someone just runs away with a ball in a game, but you know, that's to be expected on any kind of match play. So... The answer is yes there. However, there is a new rule in the Northwest show, and I may may employ it on some of these other things, is I'm actually establishing a runaway score rule. Because unfortunately, while it's great that someone can have that great a game, Mm -hmm. it can totally mess up the timing in the tournament. And you sometimes get a player where it's, you know, there's a one in a thousand chance that any of the other players come back to, to beat them. So mm-hmm. this runaway score that will give the tournament director the ability to go tell the player, stop your game, you've won. They get maximum points for that game. If anyone else, so the other players still play, if anyone else catches that score, they also get maximum points. points for that huh. game. So it's kind of similar to a slight pin golfish type yeah. score that if you hit that threshold, yeah, yeah. you automatically win. And that will be the only, you know, normally, let's say you simple scoring, this is not my scoring, but three, two, one, zero. Right. This is the one situation you may get two players getting three points in a game, for example. Mm-hmm. But if they hit that threshold and they also stop, but it will help help prevent a game that goes on forever, especially when someone discovers, wow, here's a really easy shot I can do all day long and and just just build up the score, Mm -hmm. exploit the shot. And while they may enjoy it, nobody else in the tournament enjoys that because people are waiting. And the other players get iced out. You know, they they get too up in their head about, like, performing well after that. Spend a lot of waiting around time. Right, so so I've come up, and we'll be we will be using this at the Northwest show, and mm. in a couple of other satellite tournaments, if it comes into play, which is if someone has a runaway score, give them the automatic win, 
and then for other players in there in that match if they're able to catch the score mm-hmm. they will get that many points otherwise you just score the score it normally so what's your shot clock on this like what um when is enough enough at this point that's where i'm I'm still trying to think of a good right now in my mind that's subjective. I would like yeah. to get to a more objective measure for something like that, but mm-hmm. I'm not there yet. Kind of have to see it happen a few times. And once, you know, a lot of times you have a gut feel or yeah. you want to at least let the person finish, you know, finish their ball or, you know, they're getting so close to wizard mode, but, you yeah. know, as soon as you hit that wizard mode, it's like okay, no, the you other players aren't coming. Left at this point, mm-hmm. that, yeah. that that's it. You don't need to keep going. Right. So that's what I was kind of thinking. Call it like the wizard mode roll or something. <laughs> like, except it's not necessarily. Sometimes it's not a wizard roll. It could it, it yep. could be the left orbit all day on theater magic. True, and yeah. you also can't do something like um, just time based because someone could just hold you know stall their ball. Well, you can't do time based for that. Time based will also IFPA will not give points for a time base yeah. anything that's a time based mm-hmm. tournament mm-hmm. and and so this you know this is em- employing a small pin golf ish rule and it's only in extreme cases where the, the par score you know where a person truly has a runaway score mm-hmm. hopefully we can get machines set up so that doesn't happen yeah. but <laughs> as we know you know when we're playing on location it could mm-hmm. and this it will be something that we're trying out this year uh, you know, some may like it, some may not like it. It's gonna it. be controversial, absolutely. I wouldn't be the first time I yeah, do no, something that's controversial. Very true. <laughs> and it, you know, the bottom line: if people don't like it, they're not going to come to the tournaments right. that I organize. And what I would say is that um, having that set up in advance, people knowing that go- knowing that going forward will be less controversial than any kind of like off-the-cuff decisions that you have to make as a TD. Right, and I've seen this actually come up in tournaments in the past where someone was so far ahead and, you know, they're blocking the tournament and even the player kind of, it's like, I'm fine to stop now, but what if someone catches me? If I do stop now and someone catches me. There's no, like, fail-safe for them. Yeah, so here you're saying, look, you know, you are guaranteed maximum points for that game, Mm -hmm. And if someone does come back and catch you, they, they also, also get maximum points. You, you might say, well, anything. that means they're closer to me. Yeah, but if they catch up to you, then that means they could have beat you too. Yes. Mm-hmm. So uh-huh. it kind of balances it out and t- it takes away the risk from a player saying, well, I'm pretty sure I have enough. And let me just, you know, I've seen, I've done it myself in like, you know, weekly mm-hmm. tournaments. Just I'm going to plunge the last ball and you know, I tell the other player, you know, if you pass me, that's an amazing ball you take the win yeah Mm -hmm. but if you know when you get into bigger prizes you don't want to do that and have someone if they really do have a good ball they pass you and all of a sudden you've lost you could have won if you would have played it well this takes a risk away and allows people to not feel like they're messing up the schedule that's really interesting and i applaud you for being experimental and innovative so like like i said there's always going to be a little bit of a uh, yeah, a little oh, bit of be, experimentation. Someone and, will light a few pitchforks. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, uh, so that'll that'll take place with the three match multiplay. Uh, yes, uh, satellite tournaments. So that's the Renton Rumble uh, at Eight Bit Arcade on Tuesday, April nineteenth. Uh, that is also the Castle Crush at another castle on Saturday, May fourteenth. 
And uh, last but not least, uh, Flip Flip Ding Ding, the Georgetown Flip-Offs, Thursday, May 26th. And if you're wanting to make a, a big weekend, a Memorial Day weekend for pinball, that's a great way to kick it off Seriously, a little early. yeah. And... And for each of those, if you know this, it's at the three largest locations that we have because mm -hmm. we need, yeah, I need 20 plus machines to mm -hmm. hold that format. Yeah. So in turn, so getting to other tournaments, so we, we have two new, new kids on the block from a location <laughs> perspective, Lucky Liquor and Iron Bull. And you know, I've met the guys at Lucky Liquor, nicest yeah, people. Yeah, I don't know really if sweet. you've gone down to Lucky Liquor mm -hmm. yet, but they're they're up to eight machines. It's yeah. uh, you know, I someone think... asked me to describe it, and I had to think of it as, it's like a cozy dive. It really if, is, if yeah. that makes that any sense. Perfect. And it was really <laughs> a pleasant place to play. It's a mm -hmm. ni nice side, not too big, not too. It, it's it's the mix that I always try and encourage. Um, barcades to have which is a, a good 50 50 you need you know spots for people to sit spots to play so that you can do both the lounging and playing mm -hmm. a lot of locations either have too much lounging area not enough machines or too many machines not enough lounging area yeah. they've got a good balance and mm -hmm. uh, you know really nice owners they they joined the monday night pinball yeah, league as well and they've, they've started doing match play eric morales is running their mm -hmm. match play on yeah, a monthly basis so we're going to do a special edition of their uh, last, I think it's last Sunday of the month yeah. uh, yes. there. So we're going to do that. Cool. And I the at Iron Bull, so John Hawthorne, who plays on my Monday night team, recently purchased Iron Bull from mm -hmm. whoever the previous owners were. Very quickly doubled the number of pinball machines <laughs> in that play, or triple, I think. Yeah, I think with a really nice lineup, too. And, like. and so, so they've, you know very quickly are you know this is in wallingford where there's mm -hmm. always been like wannabe hey wallingford's a nice place to hang out there were four you know four pinball machines between three locations right. there it's a little bit of a black hole for pinball yeah. so now now you have a place in wallingford to play and john is very supportive you know one of the first things are you having that satellite series i want to be in oh awesome and right. i said yeah absolutely so we're, we're gonna hold one there he's also has tuesday or Thursday. So he Thursdays, started Thursday. Yeah. Thursday is becoming a We're very busy up. night. Yeah. Tripled up tripled on up the on first, first on the first Thursday. <laughs> yeah. We made sure the Iron Combat was not on the first Thursday. We yeah. didn't want to interfere with you know having a yeah, triple up on that. one night. <laughs> Thank so because Babes in Pinland is first yeah. Thursday every month. So we've got that. The and another shout out to Iron Bull. We're going to be doing our our next folding party there. That's right. Yeah. And you will have just missed that when right. you're listening to this it'll be the night prior that we'll mm -hmm. have had that folding party but it'll be a nice experiment because we've been at the lookout for so long yeah as as far as time remembers yeah so it'll be fun and i also will appreciate the very quick uh <laughs> commute over yeah, there yeah absolutely <laughs> can walk here anyway go ahead dave so we so Iron Combat will have a three-strike knockout, just like the the one at another castle uh -huh. that we have when everyone out, you know, when the elites are out to play in Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. And we also oh, sure, are yeah. going to have one at Olaf's, another three-strike. That one will be on May twenty-second, called Viking Fights, and that's just you know, return to Olaf's. They 
they've kind of switched their schedule. They're they're having less tournaments than they did in the past. Mm-hmm. They they're doing like quarterly tournaments. Yeah, yeah they're scaling back but a little bit. It's a great place to play. They've added more machines. They're up to yeah. eight, eight or nine machines. To at your this point, point. Uh, previously, yeah. where you're saying that the balance between seating and pinball playing, like Olaf's shout out to Olaf, yeah. they took away some seating to put some pins in there, which is pretty nice. <laughs> yeah, I really but, I, right, I and, just went to that and they did in the back room where it was it was all seating in the right. back room, all machines in the front room. Oh, there's tons of seating in the yeah. front room. Or yeah. I mean, uh, well, the, the well yeah. I meant yeah. in the pinball, yeah. but in the pinball right, right. room, the pinball room is still tight. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind if they took three of those machines, yeah. moved them in the back where yeah. they right. still have a bit more room, and put a table and yeah, bar just stools there. One booth and a yeah, a yeah, you know, just sure. just a yeah. little, little totally bit of rearranging. That. Especially with the change machine, like all the way tucked away in the corner. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a pain. Yeah, but, but if you use pay range, NBD. That's right. Yeah, but <laughs> but oh, you know, Olaf's is a one local tournament that actually has the cameras and you can watch what's yeah. going on. So they they do a great job. Seriously, for, shout out for Adam local t- friend of the show for local yeah. tournaments there. So we'll we'll be back there. If any of what we just talked about regarding Olaf's intrigued you, you should go back and listen to episode thirteen. Yes. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> Too much going on in Seattle. This yes. is ridiculous. <laughs> And we will be at Shorty's. I know that's one of your hangouts or Skillshots yeah, yeah. hangouts. Yeah. And we will be hosting a one as we first did last first year, Sunday. a first Sunday of the month event. And you know, in the spirit of what that first Sunday of the month event in terms of original formats, we did it last year. And I'm gonna do the same format this year. It's cross player doubles, which is it's doubles two player teams, but you share the games. So on one game you're going to play ball 1 oh, that's right. and Can't the other player is going to play ball 2 on the other game you play ball 2 the other player plays ball 1 and when you get to ball 3 the two of you before starting ball 3 decides who plays which game mm-hmm. and you know and there there's a surprising amount of strategy when you yeah, do that yeah. and because you have to work together if you're used to playing the same machine with two different strategies and one player plays ball one, one strategy. The other one plays ball two, a different strategy. Then you make no progress in either one when you get to ball three. So you really have to work together mm-hmm. as a team. Dave, you should have been like a camp counselor or something. I've done the camp team building. I've done the camp counselor in the past. You know, when I used to live up in Montreal, sure. and they didn't have pinball. There, right, I was so. going to say there's no pinball machine three. Well, uh, that that uh, Belltown brawl uh, at Shorty's there uh, first Sunday of May happens to be my birthday. I will yeah. either definitely be there or definitely not be there. You should <laughs> you should all come out anyway in the hopes of seeing sure. me there or just playing pinball because it's more fun to compete. So I I think that covers the actual events. Oh my gosh, so many events! And did we? Yeah, I guess we talked about the Memorial Day Masters yeah, we already. Did. Yeah. And. And to encourage players who don't think they have a chance of winning, well, first of all, I'll remind you again, there's 70 prizes Mm -hmm. that need to go to at least 35 different players. Last or 60 to 70. Last year's 70 prizes were won by 55 different players. That's awesome. There were only 15 players who actually won the double packages. Mm -hmm. And so if it if you just look down in the rankings in the state, you know, you might say, well, how can I win that? You know, I'm not the top three are going to win it. It's like I'm ranked 40th. I'm ranked 50th in the state. Let me sta- save my $10 for the you, show. <laughs> you you have a chance to win any of these. But let's Absolutely. say you have trouble winning one. We also have a win guarantee. I love we did this. it last year. Love We're going to do it again this year. If you play in at least seven tournaments, 
So that means it costs you $70 and you don't win the tournament package. We will still give you the weekend pass for sixty the $65 mm-hmm. value. So bottom line, it costs you five bucks right. to go try seven times and and to try to try to win. Obviously, if you're going to try that hard there, last season, again, we had, I think, about 12 or 13 players who exceeded seven times but we only had to give this consolation prize to five of them because mm-hmm. the others ended all won winning, they ended right? up yeah. winning mm-hmm. and, and the other because you can only win twice by you know after a couple of events some of your top players have actually already doubled up their prize pack won yeah. a prize or doubled a prize mm-hmm. that you you know your chances of winning go exponentially go higher yeah now Top players are allowed to play in any of the tournaments, even if they've won both prizes, mm-hmm. at which time there might be the raffle prizes they're eligible for or IFPA points. Right. Um, per I- For the tournaments, we give IFPA points. It's required to be open to all, but it's not required that prizes be available to all. Mm-hmm. And, and we actually did have several players come just because they were having fun. They wanted to play. Yeah. They knew they couldn't win a package because they already won two. And they said, yeah, I'm going to go. It's fun. Maybe I'll get a few points. And But they want to hang ball. out. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, you can play as many as you want. And mm-hmm. because we only have four all-ages events, that's come to seven of them, doesn't quite work for so them. So if you go to all four, Four? Is so I, all four is very tough, especially since one's you know one's way south, the other one's north. You oh, often right. the, you gotta rely on it. So we'll do three of four this year. That's so nice. all age players, if they do three of four and don't win a package, we'll give them the weekend pass mm-hmm. to the tournament. So thirty dollars will get your kids in there. Thirty basically thirty dollars will get your kids into the show instead of the sixty five dollar yeah, yeah. pass. Or it's $35 pass if they're under 12 or This something is like, like a no-brainer for parents right there. <laughs> parents with kids into pinball, take your kids to the three of those four all-ages yeah. tournaments. So, well, re- remember what the objective is? is to get people to the show. Yeah. Uh-huh. And <laughs> how do you get people to the show? We, we're we trying to get people to the show more economically than mm-hmm. if they'd have to just pay, pay out of their pocket. So that's what we're really trying to do. And, you know, it's... I, oh, I hope that people like like yeah. this. Uh, if not, we'll just stop doing it next year. <laughs> but yeah, as long as there's an in, as long as there's an interest, and I'm running the shows, I'm happy to do mm-hmm. this because again, I'm trying to make it fun for everyone. Yeah, Dave, you really helped out the Seattle pinball scene a ton, like immeasurably, for all your your efforts and energy into competitive pinball and teachings and encouragement and podcasting and mm-hmm. just. I don't know when you have time to sleep, but we, we appreciate it. Uh, between about 4 and 6 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. and at each event, we did this last year, and we also did it this year. I mentioned the tournament packages. It's going to be one in seven. So if there's 35 players, uh, you know, a typical tournament, uh, I guess like a weekly with 35 players, we'll, pl- we'll pay about... You know, sixty bucks for first, thirty for second, down to five dollars for fifth. Mm-hmm. If you have thirty-five players, there will be seven of these hundred five or more dollar packages. Plus, we will probably have about a hundred dollars in swag value. You know, whether it be T-shirts or, or you know, we had all kinds of swag. Mm-hmm. You know, 
I wonder Lock, if Olaf's can give out like pay range credits too. There, there's I, the locations are both Northwest Pinball Show and each location are providing to the swag pool to provide mm-hmm. more prizes. In the Monday Night Team Brawl, those will all be for the second place team. So the second first place team, everyone gets a weekend, the whole tournament package. Everyone on the second place team is going to share basically a care package of swag. Mm-hmm. And we'll be up to the team to figure out how they want to divvy it up. Right. But mm-hmm. it, it should be, you know, it, it's like, you know, treasure. You're going to win the treasure. Third place <laughs> at that third place at that MNP team brawl will everyone will get a ten dollar entry into another satellite tournament so oh, very oh, that's nice. pretty sweet. if the team makes yeah. it at least a third they'll get uh, another try on there that's awesome that sounds like a lot of fun um well um so there's a lot to take in there yeah hope and you guys if, are taking notes if you're not taking notes though you can always go to skill-shot.com and we have the northwest pinball and arcade show satellite tournaments listed there um, you're totally welcome to email us or absolutely. assault Dave with questions about why he's a computer and like can do all this math in his head so fast. <laughs> so, and there's we also have well, there's two two websites for the tournament, and we cross link, or or the Northwest Show is nwpinballshow.com, and the tournaments we have nwpas.wapinball.net, and you know from from one you can get to the other. So you also can go online where all of the information will be updated as awesome. as we go along. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. And I hope we're not out of time because I haven't given this a... Pr- oh, oh, no. Yeah. We, we've got a little bit more time. Okay, we're, good. We're just uh, shy of an hour, so we're definitely coming up on it. But uh, yeah, okay. we, we got some time. Yeah. Good. Well, I'll make sure we can let you know about some of what we've got for the main show. Graham, do you have a, a breaking news jingle you can hum into the mic? perfect okay so we have some really nice sponsors in for the tournament this year our key sponsors one of them is shorties the original sponsor of the northwest pinball Mm -hmm. show and they're specifically sponsoring the tournaments as well to be able to guarantee a one thousand dollar first place prize oh, plus wow. elevated yeah. prizes for the main match play tournament mm-hmm. so you know last year it was dependent on entries no matter how many entries guaranteed thousand dollars for first place in the a division Holy that's Lord. awesome and that's the small price <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> that's how you got a comment right. what are you talking about give it about? to us <laughs> there <laughs> are we will have two pinball machines no. as prizes Shut up. are you serious <laughs> Two pinball machines. One of them is going to be for what? <laughs> Give away Ghostbusters. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I don't think I have Ghostbusters. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> so, w- one of them is going to be uh, EM machine. It's Bali Galadad or something. I, I, I can't. No, I don't know that one either. Yeah. Galahad so, or? so North Northwest Show is donating that one, and cool. it will be for the. The rookie, or what, what I'm calling the Tyro Championship, which is going to be the top rookie player who will be wow. between. So it's going to be a one game playoff between the winner of the rookie tournament mm-hmm. and any rookie eligible player who qualifies in the top 35 in the main division. Is this a Game of Thrones reference here? No. You said Tyrell. No, like, Tyro. T Y R O, which is another word for, you know, uh, up and coming. Okay. I have another question. Is there a way I can depreciate my IFBA points so that I can be eligible for this? (laughs) 
So it, interestingly, um, no. And one of the things, one of the things I do not want is for people to not play their best and be concerned. Right. Well, I don't want to, you know, change my ranking. So. As of March 21st, and by the time you hear this, it will be too late to affect it. Uh, basically, start of spring, we are freezing. We're freezing the IFPA points for use in any of our evaluations of where someone stands. Word. So, if you are, you know, basically, I have a way to download from the IFPA, mm-hmm. and you know, whether it's May, April, May, or June. It's your ranking as of March 21st of this year. Gotcha. And this way, as soon as the tournaments start, you can play your best. And even if you move up into the next echelon, you're it's grandfathered not, in. Yeah, you're grandfathered in. And what we don't want is for people not playing their best at any right. given time. So that that's going to be one of the pinball machines. We're not betting on like match purses here where someone throws a game. No. no, we're professionals here in Seattle. <laughs> I always feel a little awkward about the like rookie and B I know, division right? stuff so, because my rankings are so bad right now that I could, technic- could I could be, technically qualify, but I don't feel a right thing, <coughs> and I feel like I'm a little. Um, I don't know. You know what? Some people have looser morals than you do, like David right. Rauschenberg. I'm just gonna throw you out there. Oh boy, uh, you definitely took the amateur at North of Tramps when you were not an amateur, but you were <laughs> technically because you weren't ranked high enough. So, he listens to the so, show too, w- yeah, so. with, <laughs> well, with, with regards to the the threshold for ranking, it, it is going to change this year. It was 2,000 mm-hmm. last year. Mm-hmm. It is going to be 1,700 Can we just talk about year. how ridiculous that is? Like, we just went up 300 spots in IFPA because the level of play has gotten that elevated. Yes. And, and so... It will be 17 if you're ranked in the top 1700, or if you have less than 20 tournaments played, if your average tournament score is more than 1.5 points per tournament, you also will not be eligible. So there are, you know, a couple of players have only played three or four, their top players, they've played three or four tournaments, mm-hmm. and, you know, they've gone a second, Just a fifth, a and an eighth, <laughs> and, you know, out of 50 player tournaments. And, if you were to project that that rate of play, right, yeah. you would be a top thousand player oh, or a top five hundred player. So they won't be eligible for the rookie tournament. We call those sleeper players. They just yeah, hang they, out and they just win quietly yeah. under the radar. But <laughs> anyone who has played the full, who has played at least twenty ranked tournaments, we will be going by their ranking. And you know, you might think, well, you you shouldn't be ranked three thousand. But if they have 20 full tournaments and they're not ranked in the top 2,000, then their tournament performance hasn't been all that great. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they are absolutely eligible for that division. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Dave's got, like, the all-seeing eye on every pinball player, Seems basically. Like so just for, just for fun, I'm looking at my IFPA rankings. <laughs> um, it, I believe in, you have less than 20 tournaments, don't you? I do have fewer than 20 tournaments. And uh, uh, at my highest rank in March of 2012, I would... Uh, not qualify for the rookie uh, <laughs> play, but right now I'm sitting comfortably under fourteen thousand. Yeah, so, that ain't bad, Graham. Yeah, I've got one tournament and, on the list. And right how now. many points did you earn in that tournament? Uh, let's see. Active results: flip, flip, ding, ding. Weekly, oh, June right. of last year, zero point six four points. Okay, so you're I under one point. Place. You're under one point five. So yes, you are eligible yeah. for that okay. rookie tournament. Well, unless you go play something in the next three days. <laughs> 
because they're <laughs> gonna they'll be frozen by the weekend by all the right. end of the weekend all yeah right. you'll play so out of all this week and win first place oh my you'll goodness. be fucked <laughs> <laughs> i should just do it just yeah. do it to do it can, um speaking of players that have done really well can i just segue into travis mache Oh, yeah, yeah. Can we talk about that real quick? Please. Oh, okay. you mean that guy that beat me in the state championships <laughs> and knocked me out? Yeah, and then went on to get third in nationals? Yes. Holy shit. Congratulations, yeah. Travis. Nice work, Travis. And I sure hope you make your way out to Pittsburgh because I believe with that he earns uh, his way into the IFPA yeah, yeah. Uh, World Championships because awesome. there was one spot for the highest ranked player in that nationals who isn't already qualified and the two players oh, no who, way. So yeah and the two Love players the two players who finished first second were already qualified through yeah it was, it was uh adam lefkoff and, and lyman, lyman sheets, sheets and then yeah. travis yeah so he, yeah he's eligible to play in that and you know we have about four or five seattle players who are eligible for that That's i don't awesome. know if they're all playing um, but you know we have a couple of top players in this area, and it would mm-hmm. be great if he can join us. Yeah. It's, it's such a great time to go to Pittsburgh, and now that they have both Papa and IFPA back to back, yeah, I'll be there for ten days, and I'm sure <laughs> a number of other people grounds. will be. Yeah, Very yeah. Nice. But seriously, like, I saw just like one. Well, I saw more than one uh, clutch like move from Travis yesterday, trying to watch it through my work shift, and then going home and watching it once I did <laughs> once I was off work. But uh, God, there was a game of Funhouse that he played where he had his lock shot open, drained Lazarus, and then locked. Like, Laz to lock. So awesome. Like, his ball bounced back up above the flippers, and then boom, next shot, lock shot. Very nice. So good. We're all very <laughs> he ended up like, losing that game of Funhouse by 100,000 points, but he played awesome. So mm. good. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, yeah, he made it through the first round, no problem. Second round, he had to play my friend Pierce. Sorry, Pierce McLean, that you didn't make it onto the third round, but you played very well. Um, yeah, Travis just like kept squeaking by, squeaking by, and like because of great play, and we all love him. Our local pinball tech at Flip Flip Ding Ding, we're so proud of you. And for players who wonder how long it takes to get good, hasn't he only been playing like for two a or three year years? Two, yeah. I I Not hear he he just he's only started fairly recently playing, so it's not like right. he's been playing. Yeah, you know, as long as I have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's that old. He kind of but... skyrocketed. Oh, he's uh, 32, I believe, or yeah. 34, maybe. Seems about right. Yeah. Um, so awesome. He wore a slow flip ding ding shirt the whole time that he played in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm just like flabbergasted. And it's because Raven, Raven technically won first place in our state for Washington, but he was unable to make it to Vegas. So that uh, he conceded to Travis to go out to the tournament, and mm. Travis ended up getting third place and a really cool plaque. And he was smiling, and that's pretty rare for Travis, too. (laughs) (laughs) And I would also like to talk about the first women's national championships. Well, maybe not the first women's national champions, but this new uh, leg of this new uh, edition of of women's national championships. Uh, Zoe Vrabel, like, you're my hero. Uh, You played so amazing yesterday. Um, We had... We had three Seattle players eligible. Han- Hannah Holmberg, as amazing as she is, she decided to stay home for that uh, next year. She- maybe she'll win it. That'd be awesome. But yeah, shout out to Julie Gray and uh, Nicole Hyatt for your awesome play yesterday too. Unfortunately, didn't make it past the first round. But Zoe, holy shit, had to. Fl- this format was best of seven games, and she went to game seven on every single round that she played, oh, except wow. for the very last round where she went to game six and won. So mm. yeah. 
three three tie and then Earned clutch it. play on the last game and won. Clutch play on the last game and won. Like over and over and over again. So good. Wow. So congratulations, Zoe. I hope you guys all enjoy those babes and pinland t shirts <laughs> that I sent out. <laughs> And I hope you come to some of these tournaments yeah. in Seattle. It's we've got such a great, you know, between Port Portland and Seattle and mm-hmm. Vancouver. The you know number yeah, of top Mac women was, in this whole yeah. Mm-hmm. Mary Beth had also done well. Oh, Mary Mac was Mary yeah. Mac. Yeah, um, it's you. You've got some you know, very strong players, and we're you know, and even you, the Bay Area West Coast representing. Oh yeah, yeah West Coast, yeah. best coast. Yeah. <laughs> So we had uh, Luis Wagensonner from San Francisco, Eka Schneider from uh, Oakland. And, for example, Louise was here last year's Northwest yeah. show as well. Yeah, I think um, she got second place in the women's tournament I ran. Hmm. Yeah, so awesome players. And it was really, uh, like, it was really exciting and motivational to hear, like, the all the guys commenting on uh, on the, the Twitch stream yesterday, just saying, like, Gosh, the women's tournament was so good. Like so many amazing moves, amazing saves, like great strategies. And you know, people want to want to say like, why is there a women's league or a women's championship? Because this kind of play is not broadcast on a much bigger scale. Because it's you look at the it was basically a men's tournament and a women's tournament, hmm. nationals and women's. Like everyone that qualified for state was male and you just don't have that exposure for women playing tournament high level pinball like that and i think it was really important for people to be able to experience that absolutely and and that's the way that you keep growing that, right. that base as well is by giving it exposure and showing people what there is out there to, mm-hmm. to participate in so good good job you guys this, this last uh this pin masters and ifpa championships was an awesome weekend all right well so more more items for the Northwest okay. Yeah, yeah, go for Sorry. it. Sorry. We also have uh, another key sponsor of ours is 8-Bit Arcade will be a key sponsor cool. once again. And thanks to them for the pin golf tournament, we are guaranteeing a $500 prize. Plus, they will be supplying pla- trophies and plaques for that tournament, the rookie wow. tournament, and the women's tournament. So you talk about the smiles that people get when they get yeah. those plaques. So we will have that. Shorties is providing the trophy and plaques for the main match play That's tournament. Awesome. And so, you know, if you want something to put up on your wall or put on your mantle. Or do you take away from Dave Stewart's mantle? Because his is full. <laughs> <laughs> and the other, I mentioned there were two pinball machines. Yeah, I was. Yeah. My, it's been tickling in the back of my brain since yeah. you mentioned the, the first one. Like, What's the other one? What's the, the, other so the, the other one? The other sponsor we have is Nitro Amusements. Oh, Tommy uh, Floyd. Tommy Shout Floyd. Out. And so Best they, and pinball. They are <laughs> they are Northwest distributor of pinball machines and mm-hmm. they are They also have a streamline to Big Lebowski, don't they? Um possibly. <laughs> I I don't know those details. But I do know I do know that they are um, they will have the Vancouver Expo first mm-hmm. time. This has grown from their Fraser Valley flipout where they yeah. had to cancel it last year because pre-registration, uh, they forgot to put a cap on pre-registration and in no time at all, they doubled what their capacity yeah. was and oh, had boy. to say, we can't do this. So they're moving to Vancouver into a convention center. Cool. And at the end of September, they're hosting that. They're a major distributor in the Northwest. I think they can distribute in the Pacific Northwest, not mm-hmm. just in Canada. 
And the other thing they do is they they do custom uh, refurbishment of machines oh, no to way. create one of a kind machines to for you know for the refurbishment you know custom mm-hmm. toys and that it's still you know you'll recognize the machine but uh, a very custom touch to they're it. They're gonna pimp your pin. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. <laughs> and they they are going to be providing like exhibit open here. They they will be donating one to the show to be a prize for the tournaments and it will be the nitro rising star and rising star championship which will be one game and up to four people can qualify to play in that game you're going to get the winner of the women's tournament will get one of the spots the winner of the b division from the main tournament will get another spot and if there are up to two b players who make the a final seven they will also make it into there. Again, I don't awesome. want people to lose. And, you know, we, we split A and B division only in the final seven in the main <laughs> tournament. And we don't want someone to lose so that they have a chance at the machine. So if you're a B division player and you can make it into A, you have two shots for mm-hmm. the machine. If you make it into B, you only have one. So always encouraging players to play. But it will basically be, you know, one to three B players and the winner of the women's tournament competing on one game probably on that machine to take Ooh, home that's awesome take home that machine and this is at no additional cost to them right they, they, they win no, they, their prize their prize for winning is going to be an entry into this one awesome. game rising star championship yeah, yeah and the prizes in in there i think is going to be something like the machine for first probably mm-hmm. 200 for second 150 for third third and fourth or something like that that ain't bad so that means like if a woman (laughs) wins the women's tournament and they don't win this machine they're still getting at least 150 dollars as a top prize so awesome so i I love the um the idea of playing off on that game that that's up for winning because that's like a, a a kind of missing uh element of like the shorties annual like the first couple years i was going to that you have your or in Powder Puff too. You used to be able to win a machine, and the finals were on the machine that you were winning. So a game yeah. that no one's played all day, and mm-hmm. everyone's just fresh well, to. But bring your skills. I'm also debating though using those machines in the tournament, not just for show oh, okay. until then. Um, there, there's still some details to work <coughs> out, mm-hmm. and and for the for the women's tournament, we're going to basically be branding it as a nor- the Northwest Women's Championship. Oh, I was part of the we? Northwest News Pinball and Arcade Show. Thanks, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I, I know we had done it as the Babes in Pinland in the past, but to help satisfy the sponsors mm-hmm. and to really, we're trying to grow this to a real championship. You talk about women's, you know, women's play, they'll probably, you'll have a lot of women from out of town coming for Powder Puff. We want yeah. as many of them to come back you know, the weekend later or spend True. the whole week here. We have tournaments every single night of Absolutely. the week if you want. Except yeah, for Friday. We don't roll on Fridays. No, that's Pinball Sabbath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm happy to host that again. It's weird to talk about on mic, but yeah, I'm oh. happy to be a part of that. Exclusive And too. I'm fine with uh, name change. I think at this point, Babes and Pinland has been a thing for two and a half years. It is starting to become a pinball household name for mm-hmm. women at least. Yeah, I would hope so. So cool! I'm excited for all of that, th- all of those things going on. It's gonna oh, be great. Absolutely, man! Lots of exciting stuff there. Um, I, I am officially gonna push us right into yeah, final yeah. plugs, though, because we're uh, 
We're at the 75 minute mark now. Are we going to skip a game this time? Uh, I think t- unless unless you guys have a, an idea for last pin standing that we can do really fast, uh, we can totally try that. Dave, do you want to play a game or you want to skip? Um, I'd rather than playing a game, I would rather use a couple of extra minutes to really thank the many volunteers and sure. people who help with yeah, these. Let's go, let's go into because, plugs and shout outs. Yeah. 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 Because at this point, it's like, yeah, you, you've mentioned I've helped with the tournament, but there is no way in the world that I can do any of this on my own. There are so many helpers behind the scenes. At the Northwest Show, James Eads for years brings Love the James. entire Classics Bank of machines and, and gets golf. everyone in working condition. He has repair parties at his place. Mm-hmm. Rod Olson has been supplying half of the A-Bank every single year, and he's on site to fix machines and problems on any any of the machines that Even come up. Even if you snap one of his ACDC lightning bolt targets in half, he's there and he won't yell at you or rip your head off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Personal yeah. experience here. And, you know, we, we've had... And we've had many others who are contributing their machines, you know, to put on a show with all the machines down in Tacoma. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of people who are carrying carrying machines to go there. Yeah. Um, for the tournaments, we get a, we have a lot of helpers this year. I already have, you know, Jermaine and Lauren, Alexa. They'll be helping a lot, even with some of the satellite tournaments, and at the main tournament. At the main tournaments, we will have volunteers. So another thing, another way to get into the main, t- the main event, the Northwest Show for free, is to volunteer. Mm-hmm. And if you volunteer for four hours, you get a one-day pass. Volunteer for eight mm-hmm. hours, you get a weekend pass. Uh, one of the things we did this last year, we'll do it again this year. If you happen to win a tournament package. And you volunteer where you would earn a weekend pass. We'll give you a $50 gift certificate to spend anywhere at the show Shoot. instead of the extra weekend pass. So I have incentive sti- to win a tournament then. So <laughs> yeah, you, you have incentive to win the tournament and to volunteer. Yeah. And oh, then volunteer you, get a, you get some nice spending money at the show. Mm-hmm. Now, now, Dave, if, uh, if listeners uh, want to volunteer but they don't have a, like an immediate way to connect with you, how would you tell them to connect so first so there are there are two um two avenues for volunteering if you're volunteering for the show and they need a lot of volunteers Mm -hmm. go to the northwest pinball show website and there is a button for volunteers to submit your name and i'm not sure how i'm not sure how they're organizing it and they are organizing all of the volunteers except the tournament ones and the tournament volunteers they can go to our tournament website north the nwpas.wapinball.net there's on every page uh, the contact email which is wapinball at gmail Um, just send email there saying you're interested in volunteering and probably about a month before the main event we're going to start putting together a volunteer schedule Mm -hmm. on average we will be having about three or four (laughs) volunteers at the same time yeah to help run because we always have two tournaments going on we have a main bank and the classics bank Mm -hmm. so there's always two things going on at any given time and so we expect to have about four volunteers at a time throughout the entire tournament so it's hectic yeah right it's hectic um but the one reason we're doing the tournament volunteers separately is we we will uh you know give preference to anyone who has tournament experience Mm -hmm. you know as volunteers if you don't have tournament experience Volunteer for the show, but you know, try. There's so many other ways that you can also volunteer. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, if someone plays a ball out of turn, like people that play a lot of tournaments, be like, 
oh yeah, yeah i i can go talk to dave right now but i yeah. know that you're, de- you're dq'd like you played your ball out of turn right. sorry right those who have played in tournaments know the rules and yeah. they can they can help they know about registering for a tournament they mm-hmm. can answer a lot of times the volunteers are just ask, answering questions of people asking yeah. for details and so yeah that that's basically all we ask for the tournament volunteers is that you've played in enough tournaments that you know the the general you the you know, way of, you know the ropes yes yeah, for Absolutely. sure well, that's exciting. Yeah, I mean, yeah. last year I volunteered and I ended up scrubbing down a lot of pinball machines. <laughs> <laughs> so that could be your, your your role, too. Everyone's needed. Well, uh, gosh, so much time pack. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, we're, we're going to have at least one more uh, episode here between now and the, turn, uh, mm-hmm. the, the pinball showcase uh, previewing it. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> Excuse me, in the near future. But uh, let's wrap up with a couple final plugs here. Um First of all, I would like to say, uh, by the time this airs, I am relatively confident that you can follow us on Twitter at Skillshot. Not at Skillshot Seattle without the final E, just at Skillshot. Thank you. Shout out to Andrew, part of the Skillshot team, for helping us finally make this happen. Yeah, he like reverse engineered our our you know sad lonely twitter handle from long ago that was not used anymore yeah if esoteric uh twitter or you know trivia is interesting to you uh you should ask us about it sometime at yeah. a folding party or something uh but also uh we always want to hear from you guys write in to us at skillshotpincast at gmail.com i'd like to say in particular uh, uh i was going to say at, uh, in our last episode that we never get ladies writing in uh, and since then Heather friend of the show from episode 18 yeah. wrote us in so with some really cool information indeed are, are you excited oh, are you, about that did yeah. you read it yeah so Heather found out that there's a midnight multiball in Game of Thrones that's called Hodor multiball mm-hmm yeah, more pretty Hodor. Pretty good. Hodor's <laughs> there for you. Yeah, um, pretty awesome. But we'd love to hear from more ladies. Uh, yeah. and it would be it would be great to hear. Uh, I know some of you are out there. Uh, mm-hmm. Like so. Alex from Berlin. She wrote in. I believe that that's a Alexandra. Oh, I think so. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, yeah. then we have had a couple. Yeah. I, I've misspoken. But we still have a lot of guys right here. Then I apologize. Either way, uh, Alex, write us again. Yeah. Um, everybody just keep writing. Uh, <laughs> like us on Facebook, Skillshot Pincast. Like uh, Skillshot on Facebook. Uh, all of these tournaments that we were talking about and more can be found at skill-shot.com on our calendar. Um Gosh, uh, episode 42 is out on quote-unquote newsstands as you're listening. You mean issue 42. Issue 42. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Issue 42. Graham and I are rather tired. Yeah, it's been a long day. So thank you, uh, Dave, for filling our void of voices. Yeah, and uh, we we can't thank you enough, Dave, for uh, joining us again and giving us all this awesome information, your fantastic origin story. And um, yeah, thanks for being here. Yeah. It's a pleasure and glad for, thanks for having me. It gives us a chance to let people know what's going on. Absolutely. Uh, Kayla, is there anything we're missing? Um, I just want to like go through a couple of things that, I, sure. that were awesome. Like I hosted Jeff Berg at my friend Jeff Gagnon's oh, house. Yeah. It was super rad. Uh, I'm sorry if you weren't there. We had a limited number of spots um, because it's in Jeff's basement and I was house-sitting for him while he's in Europe and we didn't want to have a hundred people that are into pinball show up in the basement and trash the place for me to clean up. So <laughs> it's nothing personal if you weren't invited, but those who were there, it was awesome. I had a great time. We had a side tournament where you had to wear crazy rainbow glasses and Graham and I just played a game on our hundred game tournament match with those. It was literally the only one I won today. Yeah. I almost threw up. It was awful. <laughs> <laughs> it basically just creates a rainbow prism around your eyes and 
you can't see the ball and it's kind of like um, Blackwater multi-ball in Game of Thrones and yeah. you just want to die. There uh, are so many, so many flashing lights just yeah. falling in on themselves. Anyway. <laughs> There was another amazing moment during Pinburg or Jeffberg. So Jeffberg became a thing um, from last year when I house sat for Jeff while he was at Pinburg, and I said he's got so many pinball machines in his basement. Why don't we have our own tournament? Just call it Jeffberg, because you know we're not there. We should have some fun too. So now maybe it will be an annual thing, and <laughs> maybe we'll do like a barbecue or something. I don't know. It'd be awesome. The like uh, an orphans tournament for those who can't make it to Pinburg. There we go. It could be fun. Um, so Katie Janice and I tied on Paragon, which is pretty amazing. Like, oh, that was cool. I mean, I wasn't guys, there, but I yeah, saw the photo. If you guys have ever had a tie game on a pinball machine, please like send me your your pictures because like that is so rare. And I have them on NBA Fast Break all the time. Oh yeah, Fast Break, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Two point tie. <laughs> um, but yeah, Paragon. I think our scores are like six four zero seven zero. Actually, I'm pretty sure. I'm absolutely sure on that because I have like a memory for numbers sometimes that is ridiculous. <laughs> um, and then shout out to Rod Olson because uh, our second meet for Seattle Pinball League this last month or this month of March was ridiculous. Like it's the first time in a long while that Rod's hosted it at his house. He usually does a kickoff party called Janufest and has league members come over and drink beer and play pinball and have a good time. Um, and he hasn't hosted a actual like SPL meet at his place in a couple of years. And there were 68 players. We on a good day average at 50 players for an SPL event. And there were 68. So <clears throat> actually in the past year, there's been a closer average to 60. Really? And I know I hosted last month's and we had 55 and last year, I think, um, I, I think the average was close to, you know, 55 to 60 mm -hmm. in the past year. Man. And, you know, for SPL, just because it's held in host, host things, we, um, I do the, pro I, I basically yeah. do like some of the, e the email list for it, but it's only on an email list. It's not that we're trying to be an exclusive club. Mm -hmm. You know, if someone, the same email address for the Northwest Show, the WA Pinball at Gmail, if you really want to go to an SPL event, you can contact me. I can yeah. get you on the email list. But because they're held at people's homes, we don't do this on the public Facebook. And there is a Seattle limited. Pinball League Facebook, but it's been decided very few posts go on there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, it's strictly a, a member's email, but, uh, you know, Becoming a member is open to anyone in the Seattle community. Word. And they are definitely uh, showing up in, in droves. I didn't realize that the numbers had upped themselves by that much because I am still, like, in my old lizard brain um, tied to, like, when I first started in Seattle Pan Rally, like, four or five years ago. <laughs> um, and things were a lot quieter then. So, yeah, good job, Seattle. Things are going awesome. Um, and I, I miss the second round on this SPL by a tiebreaker that Rod knocked me out of. So mm. I guess if you have to concede to anyone, it might as well be the host. So yeah. good job, Rod. The house always wins. I know, right? Okay. Yeah. All right, I guys. guess that's all I got, really. Yeah, that, That's probably long. good because we're we're almost 90 minutes now. Oh, people stopped listening like 50 minutes ago. <laughs> Thanks for bearing <laughs> with us. You could, have, you could have watched a typical Hollywood feature, but instead you decided to listen to the Skillshop Pincast. Yeah. So thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you. Bye.